Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Two English Majors, One Analysis, a show where we discuss literature and analyze it in reference to pop culture. I'm your host, Alyssa. And I'm your host, Ashley. We are two English majors, and this is our one analysis of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. So we are going to be talking about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight in the movie that was released this year and how it compares to the book. As English majors, we have a little different view from the movie and comparing it to the poem, since we've been trained to analyze literary works and texts. So um, to get a good summary of this, I have the book with me right now, so I'm going to read the back of it. Written by an anonymous 14th century poet, Sir Gowan in the Green Knight is recognized as an equal of Chaucer's masterworks and of the great old English poems, including Beowulf. It is Christmas in Camelot, and a truly royal feast has been laid out for King Arthur and his knights. And though there is plenty of good cheer to go around, the festivities hardly begin before a monstrous, axe-wielding, green-skinned knight barges in. He has come to see the famous knights of the round table and offer them a simple but deadly challenge, a challenge taken on by the brave Sir Gowan that will force him to choose between his honor and his life. That's a great synopsis of the book. And then here is what the storyline is on the imdb.com for The Green Knight, the movie. So, an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend, The Green Knight, tells the story of Sir Gawain, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew, who embarks on a daring quest to confront the (laughs) anonymous Green Knight, a gigantic emerald-skinned stranger and tester of men. Gawain contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing ultimate challenger. From visionary filmmaker David Lowry comes a fresh and bold spin on the classic tale from the Knights of the Round Table. And that is another great summary. We also wanted to add, before we begin, there is going to be a lot of spoilers, because to do an analysis, you do have to talk about what actually happens within the stories of both the movie and the book. So if you're planning on reading the book or watching the movie later, and you don't want anything spoiled, please do not (laughs) listen to this podcast or or go read the book or go watch the movie before you come and listen to us. But we are also here to help with um, anything with school, because we think that there is this big disconnect, which is why we wanted to make this podcast between English majors and um, what people think that we actually do, because we're not just studying or analyzing like Shakespeare or, or stuff like that. And it can come into real good handy with like stuff like this, because the movie was out there am I am I wrong (laughs) no the movie definitely I remember when I first saw it and we were talking about it earlier today even I was like it was like Sir Gawain was on mushrooms or acid or LSD in the movie it was so different (laughs) but I do agree with you 
in the way that like people get this idea of English majors as kind of being stuck up and like snobby, like, oh, they read their Shakespeare. I mean, yes, I read Shakespeare, but also I like to watch action packed films like Knights at the Round Table and all of this other stuff that is so great. And reading Sir Gawain and the Green Knight and comparing it to the movie is honestly, it helps with understanding. There were parts of the movie that had I not read this poem and analyzed it in a class with Dr. Gores at our college that we go to, I would have not understood what was going on. I would have been like, what? (laughs) What the heck is happening at this point in the movie? Like, why is this happening? Yeah, we have we have some funny stories because both of us ended up dragging our boyfriends <laughs> to this movie and they, they're both not English majors, so they were both confused. So uh, speaking of with Dr. Gores, after taking this class, how did you feel when you learned that they were making a movie about this about this book? Yeah, I wish we could get Dr. Gore's like reaction from the movie. I did talk with him before we started this podcast and he hadn't seen it yet. He said his wife wanted to see James Bond over the Green Knight, which made me sad. But I understand it to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because this this movie, I, I cannot express it enough. It is out there, out there. As an English major, I can appreciate it. But I can understand if you do not understand, like, the context of what's going on. We were literally talking about this earlier. And uh, on the IMDb page, one one of the uh, taglines is gay kiss, which if you read the story, you would understand the kiss is not gay. And there's an entire bigger context within that. So this is, is, again, why it's, I'm going to reiterate why it's important to understand the context and how being an English major is important because it's not, it's not a gay kiss. There's a deeper meaning hidden beyond that. And so that's what we're trying to uncover here. So before we get started with our analysis portion of this, Alyssa, what was your initial thought as an English major when you found out the Green Knight was being turned into a movie? I was excited. Like, I don't know, because I saw it and I knew it was different because I realized they could have made this movie into something like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit where it's like the typical hero's journey, which uh, David Lowery, who's the director of the film, did not go that route at all. And it was just visually in itself amazing just to kind of see how he incorporated some of these things. Like I told myself, Uh, like a major theme within this book is about the colors between, you know, green equal uh, equaling paganism and red equaling Christianity and colors even within the movie made a huge difference. And he uh, like internalized, like he put a lot of this in the movie where green lit film to green lit sites to red lit sites. And then like, he had a move where it was just straight up like red lit, like it was all just red where it was to all just green. And it, it, he did incorporate a lot of that into this film, which impressed me quite a bit that he understood those kind of color themes and dynamics within the within the book. So I was I was extremely impressed with that. And I was extremely happy to see that that was made. I just went all out with the colors. Sorry. (laughs) You're fine. You're fine. No, so my initial thought was, 
Oh my gosh, last year when I took this class with Dr. Gores, he literally stated to us as a class, wow, I wish that they would turn The Green Knight, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, into a good movie. And I was like, Dr. Gores, they did. They did this year. Oh my gosh, it's 2021 and they made a new Green Knight movie. And Dr. Gores told me last year he wished that there was one. (laughs) And now there is. And so I remember I watched the trailer And when I watched the trailer and I saw the things in the trailer, like the giants and there's a few other things in the trailer, I was like, I don't remember that. Did I just not pay attention in class? And then I went and I re-listened to it on an audiobook and then I re-like read it through my like textbook. And I was like, no, I'm definitely right. There's not any giants in the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Yeah, well, it's like even I was even I was kind of wondering though because the poem because it is it's a, it's a big epic poem rather than like a novel or a book. It's um it's so short, so I was wondering how they were gonna add on to that. And there was a lot there was a lot <laughs> added onto it where I'm just watching this like that's not in the book. I don't I don't know this. What 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 is this? But. I think they were all like good additions to the story overall. And it did help portray the theme that the director was trying to make at the end. All right. One point that is, I think the director did an excellent job executing. If you catch my drift of where I'm going, is the scene (laughs) where the green knight goes into the round table and in the poem, like (laughs) even in the poem, like, you know, Gawain jumps over the table and he, you know, cuts off the Green Knight's mm-hmm. head. And in the movie, he jumps over the table and he cuts off the Green Knight's head. And it's so, like, the way that they implemented it was so, like, on target with how it was mm-hmm. supposed to be in the poem. It's it's just so intense. You're, like, on the edge of your seat. And the actor, the special effects, the cell, everything about the Green Knight in this movie was absolutely amazing they could have not done a better job with just making him this like wise old yet incredibly creepy and mystic individual because like one thing you have to know about these old poems and these old stories like Beowulf and Chaucer it's not there's not a lot of descriptions so the only thing even even with a Shakespeare there's not a lot of descriptions so like there's the only thing that you know about the green knight himself is that he is green and that he is a knight there is nothing else to it so everything that they did to making him like this gnarly little like gnarly huge tree was absolutely divine and amazing i enjoyed it oh can we talk about like when he sets down the axe and moss starts growing around in the concrete oh, and it's like God, yes. he's and there's this like, like theme of paganism versus christianity and this yeah. witchcraft that's going on before he enters the scene oh it's it's everywhere that he steps like there's like growth around there and there's life and even even with Gowan's uh mother and like there's like the difference between them with the uh putting the spell into the green belt which that is that is a difference which we'll probably discuss later because the difference in the book it's not Gowan's mother that gives him that belt but the belt is an extremely important too within the book as it is within the movie 
But in the movie, his mother gives him this belt and you can see them doing this um, like pagan ritual over the belt. And the belt is uh, for Gowan's protection um, when he cuts off the knight's head and everything. And it's and you can see where the where they're doing this paganism. The room is lit with like a green light. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to when Arthur and his round table of court and there's this like red light kind of going on and around. And if you watch the movie, like pay attention. Like I know I talk about the colors a lot, but it's but it is, it's extremely important because you have um the red as in like the blood of Christ, and then you have green as in nature and like the unknown of like the the magical world of itself. And those are very, very key roles. And I should also give credit where credit is due, where Dr. Gores was the original person who gave us, at least with the colors, at least with me, with that. That was not my own analysis. That is 100% Dr. Gores. And I will say that, but it's also that that is all him and his genius that, (laughs) that he does. But yeah. Yeah, one of the other symbols that I think is really important in the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is the pentangle. However, in the movie, it's not, you see the pentangle, but it's not really described as well. I think at one point they have King Arthur's wife kind of give like a description of here's the values you as a knight need to hold Gawain, but it's not described as the pentangle. And so academics i'm so sorry i'm reading off spark notes i am just gonna give spark notes description of the pentangle because i think it's easier for people to follow and this is a podcast for everyone and not just us english academics so what spark notes says is the pentangle symbolizes the virtues to which gawain aspires to be faultless in his five senses never to fail in his five fingers to be faithful to the five wounds that Christ received on the cross to be strengthened by the five joys that Virgin Mary had in Jesus and to possess brotherly love, courtesy, and chastity, which are all very important. Important, And I would say even more important is also like chivalry. Chivalry mm-hmm. is a huge theme throughout this whole story and we kind of see it. But in the movie, I feel like that theme of chivalry that I talked about with Gore so much almost gets lost. I don't I don't know. I I would kind of maybe disagree about chivalry. Well, it's so what another thing is like the the author of the book versus the director took Gowan, especially with how it ended in two different directions. Mm-hmm. So I like to think because if you watch the movie, when Gowan is going on his quest after he cuts the head off of the night, he he isn't a very heroic person. He is doing everything to be a person that is not himself but that he wants to be so he's looking for outside sources and so but at the end though the director kind of saves face because within the book the the green sash as i was talking about earlier is what's for gowan's protection but it was cheating because the game was is that you deal a blow to me and then i'll deal a blow to you back in the same way so the Green Knight, when Gowan's uh, cut off his head, did not have 
uh, that sash on. So it was technically cheating. And that's how they have it in the book that sa- that Gowan kept this magical uh, sash on. But um, within the movie, it has him at the end. It He takes it off. So the director is trying to interpret his own theme and message mm-hmm. by using the same story. So if you can understand the central themes of the book itself, you can understand where the director is kind of coming from and taking it off. But I can I can also I can see where you're coming from because yeah, the, the gallon from the book is a lot better than the gallon from the movie. The gallon from the movie is like is is something else, like at the beginning at least. So Yeah, no, and one other thing is that you know, in the book, they put the pentangle on the front of his shield. But in the movie, I don't even remember seeing the front of his shield. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned to you earlier, like, they did show the inside of his shield, which shows the Virgin Mary, to make sure that Gawain never loses his heart. And that's a huge part of the poem. And in the movie, it shows her in, and it shows them blessing. Like, it shows the priest blessing his shield to protect him. And you see, like, this beautiful mural of Mary within the shield. But then the shield along the way gets broken in the movie. Yeah. And you're like, I don't remember this there's, from. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot. Like, I, I can't, I can't stress that enough where there's a lot of added scenes. Like the one, and I think I was pretty good at being able to tell like what each scene means. The one, the one scene where I have still, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Even as an English major, I have no idea what was going on is the giant scene that I talked about, the ghostly giants. That's like very, very short scene within the movie. And so he walks up to this cliff and he asks these giants, can you get, essentially he's like, can you give me a lift to the Green Chapel? Which is where he's supposed to meet the Green Knight. And the giant starts howling. And then so does the fox. And then it cuts off to something else. And I was like, what does any of this mean? The only thing that I did catch is so is at the beginning of this movie. Now, this character is not within the book, but he has, Gowan has a lover. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it describes her name in the movie at all. I, I can't remember. I believe it's very briefly touched on. Um, it's not like repeated a lot, but I know that she does have a name. It's Essel. Essel. Okay. Her so, name is Essel. So Essel and Essel is, uh, essentially at least the face I should say of Essel is recurring because it is also the face of the Lord's wife. The actress plays the same person. She also plays the Lord's wife. And then also of the face of that giant that does howl, it is Essel's face place within the giant so she is also like a recurring thing that kind of happens but still that that moment was trippy that was the one moment where I was like I don't don't even understand what's going on you know it was it was just it was just it was wild and and yeah and and then the fox is another major thing where where like I said with red and and green a fox is red surrounded in, in a green forest you know so like I said color color is huge I will keep going on about the color I'm so sorry no, one thing I wanted to say about the color is there's a scene in the movie where Gowan is encountered by this ghost and the ghost wants him to fetch her skull out of the lake and bring it to her. And you're just like, and I remember because I like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. we saw it with our boyfriends. We saw it separately, but with our boyfriends and my boyfriend was like tapping me and he was like, 
what is happening? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, didn't you read Sir Gowan and the Green Knight? And I was like, yes, yes. honey, I did read Sir Gowan and the Green Knight. But if you must know, it did not cover this ghost part that is occurring in the movie. Oh, yeah. And But one thing I remember from the movie is red. When he goes into the water to get her head, the whole background yes. of the upper part is red. And she gives her story that, like, a knight of, like, mm-hmm. King Arthur's comes to try to seek, like, refugee in her house. And he tries to advance with her and she fights him away. And later that mm-hmm. night... He cuts off her head and throws it in the pond where she can't get it. So she's forced to look at her head every night in the pond, unable to get it. Yeah. So that's like, you can even add that to another like symbol or like meaning theme of like heroism. And it's just like, because like I said, Gowan was looking for, especially within the movie, upon other nights to do his own thing. So that was kind of like the first showing, like, just because you are a knight doesn't mean you are necessarily a hero either. So it kind of adds on to that like little like look within yourself rather than to outwards to find like what true heroism is. And so I think that was a major thing within the movie, which is slightly different from within within the book. But well, and it's like the director tried to stick some of the facts in. I felt like he some of it got cut short, like the hunting scene, mm-hmm. the you know, the Lord goes yeah. hunting and he brings back the gifts and Sir Gawain gives him the kiss, which is where we got the gay kiss tag. And it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Sir Gawain earned kisses. That is what he got from the wife, you know, the lady of the house. And (laughs) so he gives them back as his reward. And in the movie, that's not explained. It's not explained in the movie. In the poem, the Lord is, he tells his wife to go try to like seduce Gawain. But in the movie, there's none of that. It's just this awkward tension of her like, coming on to Gawain. Like, yeah, like, like, she's, like, trying to seduce him and everything, and it's, like, we got these, like, I don't know, it was just, in the book is these wholesome, like, quote-unquote platonic kisses that Gawain gives to the Lord's wife, and uh, he always gives Gawain those kisses because it's supposed to be representing that the Lord knows what is going on with Gawain and his wife, and but, so... Yeah. And but it within with within the movie it doesn't it doesn't snow. So there's just like big, big kiss in the movie. And I knew what was going on. I could hear like people in the theater were like kind of like cursing and being like, that's gay. Or you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, but it's not. And so this is another example of like understanding what is happening. It's it, it was just <laughs> our nice wholesome kisses <laughs> turned into and then and, and then the ooh. there is a scene <laughs> that we will leave to viewer discretion of you going to see the movie because in the book she tries to seduce Gawain and he pushes back in clever different ways and the Lord brings back kills that he got that kind of represent the ways that Gowan outsmarted her seducing him. Mm-hmm. Which is also not explained in the movie. It is not. Or really implied in the movie. It's just like, he's <laughs> no. like, look what I got you. Here's my gift. Yeah, like, basically. There you go. But like in the book, obviously it's explained, um, which you get a lot of when you're comparing movies and yeah. <laughs> the literature that they relate to. But in the movie, it's not like Gowan's like, here's what I want today is this kiss. And then he, like, you know, exchanges the kiss. The Lord is, like, he goes to give him the last thing he catches, which is a fox. It's Gowan's fox, we should say. Yeah. And he, 
And Gowan's like, I have nothing to give you. And he goes, are you sure? And Gowan's like, I have nothing to give you. He's like, I know what you have to give me. And he's like, grabs his face and kisses him, which is not part of the poem at all. Like, and so it's just (laughs) awkward because then Gowan gets a kiss and it's like this big movie kiss. And then he just runs away. He's just like, goodbye. (laughs) Well, I remember Gowan had this look on his face, which is, it's, it's supposed to be that he is surprised because it's, it's Gowan knew that the Lord knew that Gowan had done stuff with his wife, or at least wanted to be with his wife. But in the movie, if you don't know the book, it doesn't come across that way. It comes across that Gowan's shocked, like, man, this man just kissed me. Like, why did this man kiss me? When that's, that's not what is happening at all. It's supposed to be this realization. And another thing within the book, book that is not explained within the movie either and I don't know if the director was trying to do that if so the the whole point of the lord and the wife was the lord was trying to distract Gowan from going on his quest and from meeting the green knight back on christmas day it's because the lord and the green knight are the same person this was not explained or touched upon in the movie at all and that, that was something that I also had to describe to my boyfriend because I thought the actors were the same, but they were not. But but I was like, and I had like this whole moment. I was like, am I just making that up? Are they not the same person? Did I just imagine that or something <laughs> like that? Like this entire movie, I was like, did I did I miss all of this in the book? Did I just like skip some parts or See, something? Yeah. That's what I wondered. Like when I saw like the ghost, when I saw the giants, I was like, I was like, did I really just not pay attention? I felt like I paid so good attention in Gore Scott. And then I was like, this movie had me doubting what I knew mm-hmm. because of the way, and they implemented it so well though. Like if you had never read Sir Gawain and the Green Knight and you watch the movie, you might not understand everything that's happening. But you'd be like, wow, this is so cinematically pleasing. It's beautifully mm-hmm. shot. There's great color schemes. I mean, the title's The Green Knight, and you have all this greenery kind of consistently throughout mm-hmm. the movie. So it's like, I would be like, wow, this movie's kind of cool. Also, one thing that we kind of like talked on earlier before we started doing our thing, recording, <laughs> was that we liked that the poem is broken up into different parts. And yes. the movie put in like, a little title section every time it was switching to a different part of like the poem that was mm-hmm. important it put in like an old time font like what yeah we were talking about like the journey like his quest out you know yes and i thought that that was really cool i also liked at the very beginning of the film they put sir gawain and they showed like different ways that sir gawain yeah. had been written like different fonts from mm-hmm. since it was written in old english and now was translated to modern english yeah. like the old old poem and again i it is a poem it no one nobody knows who the author really is and there's a lot of like with like it said with like beowulf you don't even know who beowulf was written by either and it's just one of those things like it's it leads it kind of open to like a broad broad interpretation and it's interesting though because you're like wow, we have this story. And I know that there's been movies made before about the Mm -hmm. Green Knight. um, But we have this, like, interpretation of this poem who no one knows the author to. No one gets the credit for, hey, think of how, like, amazing this author is who wrote this story Mm -hmm. that literally English majors across the globe are, like, 
I don't want to use the word forced because that's harsh, but yeah. we are <laughs> we are heavily encouraged to read and analyze Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Yes. Not that it's it's a fun story. It's comical. When you read Sir Gawain and the Green Knight and you have an understanding, it is a comical story. I, I just remember Gore's talking. I wrote I made so many notes in a Dr. Gore's class because just some of the things he says and describes, I it's so one of the important parts of Arthurian legend is the armament scene where the knight gets ready and gets prepared. There's it's, it's in within these books and these novels. It's a huge description and it's like a huge symbolic thing of the knight's journey and a hero's journey within these old Arthurian legends and uh, things within that. And so the difference between within the book um, between Gowan and the other knights is that and I, I, and I quote, Gowan is a pastel pretty boy, as described by Dr. Gores, because everything is in like these light blues and just like these light colors. And instead of like these harsh like reds and like oranges or like yellows, like it's not flashy. He's in these light blues and he's like a ladies man and, and everything. So he's just so even then you can kind of understand like the characterization that he's not the average knight. Well, and that's one thing I wanted to say as well is like, I remember taking with Dr. Gores and he talks about like Godwin being a pretty boy. Like, like you said, he's yeah. a ladies man. And like the ladies like hand sewed like part of his suit because the ladies love him. And in the movie, we don't, we get that the ladies love him. I mean, yeah. you can see that he's kind of a ladies man, but it's almost in like a different way. And the poem it's more like innocent yeah and in the movie it's more like seductive and it's just like this weird thing yeah he definitely because even like the opening scene it's with him waking up from like a night with his brothel yeah he's in a brothel (laughs) (laughs) he straight up wakes up and i was like oh no i was like again to be fair, when I went to see this movie, it was my first. It was my first date with my current boyfriend. So there's a lot of scenes where I was like, "Oh gosh, oh no," because it, there are scenes that will make you uncomfortable. But that's that's the point mm-hmm. of said scenes. They are su- supposed to make you kind of like, oh, like you know, cringe a bit. But that's it's the movie's doing its job and it's doing its job well in those scenes. So that's oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. But overall, I feel like, you know, the Green Knight, like distinguishing between the poem and the movie were really, I mean, really excellent. They obviously they had a lot of differences because yeah. it, like you said, it's a short poem. You got to throw in some stuff to like make the movie more entertaining yes. for viewers, especially nowadays where we are so like, adapted to this kind of like cinematic universe where we're like so involved in movies i mean people literally have a job as a movie critic like yeah (laughs) and they didn't have that when this was written when this was written this was the form of entertainment was was the home and like (laughs) i think it would almost be fun to like compare us like reading it and analyzing it to like someone like a theatrical like reading of sir galvin and the green knight and then the movie because it's going to get, like, so many differences between yes. all of them. Like, maybe later on in another episode, we were even talking about this. We're thinking of even getting, like, maybe after he watches it, because he still hasn't watched it yet. Last time we checked, is Dr. Gore's giving his, like, feedback on the movie. Because I, I would love to hear 
hear that personally on what he thinks of it, because I I just want to know, especially with those extra added scenes on what he thinks about it and where he's going to take those those scenes, you know, and to just even get a better uh, interpretation and an analysis of what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I would love that. No, and I honestly, like any of our English professors, uh, if any of our English professors are listening to this, <laughs> especially Dr. Gores, we've given you a lot of shout outs. So yes. I'll probably honestly <laughs> send you this or something. Please listen to our podcast. <laughs> Please listen to our podcast, Dr. Gores. Um, but uh, I think we're kind of lucky because we've had a class together every semester mm-hmm. since like, 20, Probably like my, early 2020. I like, like my sophomore year, maybe. Well, and that's when I moved here, yeah. too. It was like from, you know, since I moved here. And uh, we have had like such awesome English professors. And that's kind of like what encouraged this whole podcast was one oh, of our yeah. English professors. And we're just kind of lucky in that sense that we get to like do this and we get to like make it a project and make it fun. Yeah. Well, even with the title, even we... It was so funny because we were both like, we had the same thing of like two girls, like one something, you know, mm-hmm. based off the, the, the yeah, thing. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> and so, and I had thought of, I thought about it and I was like, no, I can't tell Ashley. I can't, I can't tell her, you know, it's too weird. And then Ashley comes up, she's like, okay, this is going to be weird. But what if we did... <laughs> Two girls, one analysis. And I about, I about, yeah. I was over the moon because I was like, I my mind was on the same track of yeah. doing I that. think you said two girls, one book. And I was like, yeah. what about two English majors, one analysis? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, like like, I had the same thoughts. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, what if she's like, <laughs> no, you weirdo. Like, I will absolutely not do that as a yeah. title. I was going to be like, okay, it's cool, whatever works. <laughs> we were so excited to do this. Oh, like, yeah. If you can't tell, we've, we're we super passionate about this. We have so much to say about all of this and everything going on with, like, the movie and, and the book. Like, I literally gave my boyfriend, I bought the book and gave it to him because I was trying to explain it to him about everything going on, like, right after the movie. Mm-hmm. And... I love There's him, so much. but it's, but it's just, it was just, it's so hard. I think I could tell it's kind of going out one ear throughout, well, through one ear, out the other. work differently. And I yeah. think like being passionate, one thing I've even told professors, like I pay so much more attention when a professor is passionate about mm-hmm. what they talk about and it retains better. Like, and I think that that's like something that makes this like podcast so much fun is like, we have fun chatting about yeah. it and you can hear the excitement in our voice. Like we're giggling. We're, oh my we're ecstatic. Okay. But we've covered similarities, we've covered the differences, gone over some central themes, the green color, the red color, the pentangle, we got the green girdle slash sash. Yeah, it, it depends. It's, yeah. In, in the movie, it was the sash, in the book, it's the girdle, so. Not everyone knows what the girdle is, it's a sash, he wears it like a belt. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so we got like the symbolism, the themes, um, was there anything else that you wanted to add? nothing I don't know it's it's just it was just a fun movie I am happy with how they did it I am happy because I felt it was a close interpretation and I even kind of enjoyed how the director kind of went his own way because it you know just because 
it is very old. It is out there and is short. So he definitely added his own personal views to it. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed I enjoyed to see his own like personal mark upon this because like I said earlier, he could have made this like a typical hero's journey, mm-hmm. but he made it like something completely else and something completely different where I think like, especially if you understand these ideas, you appreciated what he did with this story. Well, and I think even thinking back, like the director made this version of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, but what are we doing different analyzing it? Like we're making our own narrative about what we think about it. Mm-hmm. Like podcasting is not that far off from being a director. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, director, you're doing actors and films yeah. and, and we're doing a podcast with audio, but even then it's still like, we have our own take on it. Like, we could have thought something about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, and someone else could think something completely different. Even within our own classes, we see that constantly. We learn as English majors, literature Mm -hmm. is not meant to be read as, like, solid evidence. It is meant to be interpreted. It is meant to be thought about, and it's meant to, like, take away what you want from it, almost. Like, you could write something, and someone could take it a completely different way than you Mm -hmm. mean it. And that's a huge part of like why we have so much fun with this. Yes, I think that's always something that I've always loved about English is that it's anything, it can be any, I don't want to say it can be anything that you want to be, but there is no direct like answer. Purpose, yeah. yeah. Direct purpose, direct answer to anything, especially something as old and as well known as this like we don't even know who the author is so we can't even get any direct insight mm-hmm. as to what he was trying to say with this story in itself so it's all up to the people who watch it and if you have if you've seen this movie or you've read this book and you have some like good insights like go go to our website or like just talk about it or discuss it with somebody because like oh I I want to know like especially mm-hmm. with that giant scene where I had no idea I want to know like what what everybody else thinks like that means and, and stuff because I even as an English major I'm just like well so actually me and my boyfriend talked about the giant scene so me and my boyfriend are very into anime and the giants looked like these giants from a TV, like an anime we watched called Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, yeah. Yes, and they, we were like, why did they put Attack on Titan, <laughs> like, Titans inside of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight? Like, yeah. it was so weird. Like, I know it probably has something to do with uh, Elsie, Elsie, or... Yeah. Uh, some, yeah, the, the woman, Essel. his Essel, his lover, his lover, and stuff, because it had her face. The giant had her face. I understand it has something to do with that. But it's still, that was the one scene where I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. And, and just a bunch of stuff like that. It, it was wild. Like this, this movie is a whole acid trip. Of of Sir Gawain? Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is out there. Like when I told you that it was out there, did you think that it was that out there? Well, I mean, I watched the trailer, so I kind of had like some understanding that maybe there was going to be some differences, but I was not expecting it to be that way. Oh, I was not either. That's why I was like, oh, all right. I think we've covered just about everything we need to cover (laughs) for this episode. 
And maybe a little more. <laughs> Probably a lot more. <laughs> Honestly, between the two of us, I feel like we could talk about Sir Gawain and the Green Knight for hours. So, but for the sake of a first episode of our brand new podcast, you know, two English majors, one analysis, I think that this is like a good start for what we're going to be getting into. And then, do you have anything else, or you agree, or I I agree. I think this was great. I even. Because we can't even make this too long just for a quote or grade, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because poor, poor Professor Wilkie <laughs> is going to listen to all of this. <laughs> we appreciate everyone giving this a listen. Thank you for listening to Two English Majors. One Analysis. And for those of you who enjoyed, please feel free to message us at Two English majors, one analysis at gmail.com with any questions or suggestions on what to do next. And that is spelled with the number two and the number one. So it's two English majors, one analysis at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We hope to do more. Uh, we are working on building our website and getting it published. We are, yes. And it will have a forum for you to fill out that will have suggestions. Or if you know, like, you want a film and a movie to be analyzed, analyzed. we're more than happy to do that. If 100%. you don't, if it doesn't even have a film yet, we're happy to analyze the book. Oh, yeah. We'll pull stuff from anywhere. Like, <laughs> just Jesus, let us know. Yeah, like, give, give us something, like, anything. Like, we're we're down to pretty much redo, do anything that y'all want us to do. So, I mean, we both enjoyed this, and this was something that uh, the Sir Gowan and the Green Knight is something that we had to do for school, let alone like a little bit more fun, a fun project or book or something like that. Exactly. So, but again, we appreciate everyone giving a listen. And thanks again for listening to Two English Majors, One Analysis. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 